This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. The Ham Radio 2.0 audio podcast rip. Thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. So basically what I do is I take all the audio clips out of my videos and upload them to Spreaker. And then from there, they're spread out to iTunes and SoundCloud and now Amazon Audible as well. But I want to welcome you and thank you for joining the audio section of this series on Ham Radio. I hope you enjoy it. And I would appreciate you leaving us a comment or a review on whatever podcast service you're listening from. Thank you in 73. Hope you enjoy it. Switch. Okay, there we go. Switched. Switch. Good afternoon. Uh, I show 1201. Thanks for joining today, guys. Uh, we're talking about Winter Field Day. And I've got uh, Michael and Marvin on from the Winter Field Day board, which I am a board member now. Those of you who didn't know, by the way, I'm a board member now. In fact, send me, uh, go follow Winterfield Day on uh, Instagram and Twitter because um, I'm posting there myself and I need uh, some interaction on those accounts. So y'all go follow those. I'll put the links to that in the chat here shortly. But we're going to get started real quick today because they're uh, short on time. We may not have an, a whole hour today and that's okay. So let me bring them on here and we'll see what's, uh, what's happening. Did he drop? Oh, I guess he did. Okay. Uh, boom, right there. Marvin, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, good afternoon, Jason. How are you? Oh, man. it's Hey, you know what? It's actually nice weather out here today. So it rained just a little bit this morning, and now it's uh, bright and sunny and probably in the high 60s or something like that. So i got short sleeves on. I can't complain. Yeah, we're here in uh, middle Tennessee, and they're calling for some severe thunderstorms this afternoon. So, uh, But it's been beautiful weather. I mean, 50s and 60s, and we're looking at like a 40 degrees with uh, you know some sunshine on winter field day weekend. So that's what the forecast is looking for. So uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, that's good for us. So for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good deal. Okay. Michael, are you in there? I know you're joined via phone call only, but uh, can you hear us? Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, here and uh, working on the computer, but um, I can talk and uh, answer any questions and provide any feedback. So glad to be here. Cool. Good. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for your, thanks for y'all's time today. I appreciate y'all being here. Um, Let's see. Uh, so you guys in the chat, just let us know if you have any questions. If you put the word question in your comment, it will highlight it for me, and I'll be able to see it a little bit easier. So uh, RF Field, or Lawnmower asked about, uh, said I'd be on the road by now. No, I am still going to Quartz Fest, but I'm not leaving until Saturday. I was going to leave on Friday. I pushed it back a day. Most of the people that I'm going to hang with are not going to get there till like, Wednesday. So I was like, yeah, I think I'll push it back a day. So I'm leaving here Saturday. Going to take three days to get there. I'll get there on Monday. That's going to be a fun weekend, or a fun week, I should say. It's going to end on Winter Field Day on Saturday of Winter Field Day weekend. So I'm probably going to do some Winter... Yeah, that's that's why I haven't gone to Quartz Fest yet. Because we have a really good crew every year that comes up here, and we go to my hunting lease. I got about 175 acres, about an hour and a half north of here. And we go out there and just shoot guns and 
burn campfires and blow stuff up and drink some whiskey and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, and we do radio too. And it's just it's, it's just a really fun weekend of hanging out and play and and doing uh do uh, making cusos and whatnot. And that's the reason because Quartz Fest always goes from Saturday Sunday to Saturday and it ends on that day. And Quartz Fest is a good two to three day drive for me. Oh yeah. And it's in fact it's the same it's the same distance west as Orlando would be if I were to go east. So it's about an eighteen hour drive. But uh, wow. gosh. It's uh, yeah. That's why I have never done Quartz Fest. And Frank and I were talking earlier, and we're like, uh, and he was like, "Well, what about next year?" I'm like, "You know what? I probably won't do it again. At least not every year. Probably make maybe once every three to four years because I like doing Winter Field Day too much. I'm like, I want to do Winter Field Day again next year. So I'm bummed. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have to miss it this year. But I do have the HF mobile station set up in the truck. So while I'm driving back on Saturday, it's very possible you'll hear me on the air as a mobile station. So. Well, there you go. You get that mobile HF roving uh, with the extra bonus points. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's exactly right. So so that's one thing I did want to ask about. Uh, Casey Man 890 he's asking about um, my $68 FTA18. Yeah. Um, still hasn't moved yet. Got a tracking number. Nothing further. So I did get I did get my real FT eight eight one eight my uh my full price Japanese FT eight one eight in the mail the other day. You guys will see a, a video about that upcoming. So, uh, but yeah, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, Marvin and Michael, about the designations because I I, I think they're the are they the same as last year? Yes or no? And and how do they differ from regular field day? Because I know they're different. Michael, you want to go for that? Um, sure, I can start with that. So I, I guess they are just a little bit different. Um, as far as the designation goes, there we go. Hey guys, there you go. Uh, <laughs> there it is. We have a mobile mobile destination right here. Um, so now we have a mobile mobile stationary category, and it's been a, a little different. Basically, if anyone's going to be in an RV, a boat, a plane, anything like that, where they're going to be a, a cargo trailer. Uh, anything that has wheels that they took to their location, uh, they could easily put it on a hitch and drive it to another location, maybe a school, ELC, hospital. You know, if it is a mobile uh, device, you are now in the mobile category. Last year, we could have had like an indoor and outdoor, and it depends whether or not you're insulated or uninsulated and whether or not you have heat or anything. But right. just to keep it simple, if you've got wheels and you can move it, you're mobile. So that's okay. the new category. We still have indoor and outdoor. Um, indoor is basically going to be like, you know, your EOCs, um, mm -hmm. you know, places where you're operating. If your club has a dedicated ham shack or something like that, uh, home is obviously you're going to be at your home uh, or within 500 feet of it. And then uh, outdoor or for those brave uh, parks on the air people who are going to go set up a uh, table at a national park or, or a, a state park. And operate there, so you have the outdoor category as well for those people. And okay, only, so only indoor, in, so 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 that's three categories: indoor, outdoor, or no, four. And, mo and mobile, yeah. Yeah, indoor, outdoor, EOC, and mobile. Okay, okay, yeah. And the and mobile the is the, about the, the mobile category mm -hmm. that we kind of really didn't think about and, and didn't really add this, just didn't really consider it was actually a pedestrian with a like an HF backpack carrying a call it a seven hundred five. Uh, they can actually become a mobile station. So it wouldn't have to necessarily be on wheels, but you're, you know, a pedestrian would uh, walking, uh, doing HF mm. roving uh, would also be considered a mobile station. 
that's interesting. I've never seen anyone do field day like that, but uh, sure, why not? <laughs> we've had we've had emails come in this year asking us about that. Well, where do I fall if I'm a pedestrian walking? It's like go to the mobile category. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, wow. <clears throat> Good. Um, okay. So what else has changed between this uh, this this time and last year? I know we I know there's been updates on a couple of the rules and people were asking about um, it, it got really kind of confusing because people were asking about uh, if you're how, what was it that people were, if they're indoor at your home is different than uh, indoor at an EOC. And I know there's two different designations on that, but like if your club is operating, if you're operating as a club outside somewhere, would you be outdoors, not EOC because you're a club or, you know, how, how did all that, all that fall into place? Go ahead, Mike. So if, if, if you're going to be uh, outdoors, yeah, I guess I, I kind of default became the rules person because uh, I rewrote them. Uh, if you look <laughs> at the 2022 rules, there were like 11 pages of rules, and yeah. uh, we knocked those down to five so um, or, or seven, something like that. So we, we reworded a lot of stuff. Not a lot of the rules have changed. It's just been reworded for clarification on a lot of stuff. Um so if you're a club, you know, if you're operating in a mobile trailer um, or, you know, we've had emails where it's just like, okay, there's going to be a station inside of our trailer and then there's going to be two or three people outside in, in tents. You know, what are we? Are we outdoor or yeah. are we uh, uh, mobile? Right. And uh, if you look at the hierarchy of the uh, categories, you have home, which is the most comfortable, right? You just go downstairs, get yourself a coffee, get yourself a beer, go back upstairs, play on the radio. Uh, going to an EOC, an indoor uh, category, a little bit tougher. You got to leave your house. You might not have as many creature comforts. Um, mobile stations have, you know, RV setup. You still have running water, heating, stuff like that, and then you have outdoors. So uh, we tell people if you, if some people are going to be outdoors, some people are going to go uh, indoor. Go with the least restrictive one. Uh, if people bring over your cargo trailer, they set it up in your driveway but they're still going to go inside and heat up chili in the microwave and they can still go inside, sit down on the couch and warm up. Are you really a, a mobile category or are you just operating from home at that point? Right. You, right. Consider yourself a home station. Now, none mm. of this is judged. We don't come around and ask you to send them pictures of, you know, where you were at and what you were doing. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's kind of on the honor system, but uh, part of the reasoning behind some of the different categories is we want to stress you out a little bit. We want mm -hmm. you to get out into a outdoor area where you're freezing cold and you're like, crap, I'm not sure if I can do this or not. And, uh, you know, you overcome those obstacles. That's uh, uh, kind of what everything's all about is overcoming those obstacles. So uh, if you're going to brave the elements, definitely count yourself as outdoors. If you got a cargo trailer, you can go inside and warm up a little bit and uh, operate there for an hour before going back outside. Consider yourself mobile. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me. So, okay. So people are asking about Cabrillo format in the chat. Um, I guess that's what it says on the website. That's how we upload the logs to the website. Um, guys, if you haven't done any contesting or field day or anything like that, you might not know what that is, but that's a very, very common, uh, format of log. If you're using something like N1MM, N3FJP, hammers, um, Several of the other ones that that are lesser uh, ham radio deluxe. If it, several of the um, what's the other one? Log four OM. Everything outputs to to Cabrillo format. So just look in your program, whatever you're using, and output it to Cabrillo format. It's like a CBR file extension or something like that. 
and that's the it's just a text file it's just a text file in a certain format that uploads to the website and that's how you do it um if you can't figure it out um google it <laughs> but but really if you're ever going to do any type of contesting in amateur radio or field day um something like that it's it's going to be most of most of the time your contests are going to require a cabrillo format instead of a, a an adi file an adif or an adi file um you put a guys that a, a yeah. little bit because uh I know there's a gentleman asking about a uh, hammer, and uh, a lot of parks on the air people they're familiar with the ADIF format. So right. If you're going to export if you're going to use hammers, you're going to export from hammers. You're going to have the ADIF format. Uh, that's not the correct format. It's a different um, uh, different format. So you're going to have to figure out how to convert that ADIF into a Cabrillo format. Uh, and really, a text. Um, there's an example if you go to the rules on the website. There's a uh, example of the Cabrillo format that has all the headers that are required. You can open up a, a Microsoft notebook. Say if you're a paper logger and you don't ever use computers to log, uh, you can open up a text file in uh, Microsoft and actually type that out as a text file, save it as a TXT file. And then we have a spot where you can paste that into the, um, the upload submission page as well. I was thinking that they had updated hammers to export to Cabrillo. Is that not the case? Because I know he has a winter field day template now. He does. Uh, I don't know if he updated this year or not. I thought that he did. Maybe I could be wrong about that. But I tell you what, go download a free program called ADIF Master. ADIF Master. ADIF Master. I put all of my stuff through ADIF Master. When I export from hammers into an ADIF file, I save it on my cloud drive. I put it into ADIF Master, and there's a, 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 a pro. A, command in there to say file check log and it does this really quick log check and it says yep you're good to go and it checks for everything you need before you upload it to the site it does um, it's really nice it, That's a great it's program. really nice and i'm pretty sure that will output to carrillo as well i think i think i, I thought I Amber I'm, I'm pretty sure it does convert over yeah, yes yeah yeah so adif master it's a free program just like uh hammers for windows is um so yeah you can you can export uh to carrillo from adif master but uh, go check that out um but I, I was thinking that, that Jared had added that to Hammers, but I, I could be wrong about that. I'll have to go double-check that. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know that. I don't have it handy <laughs> myself to be able to know the yeah. one if they log for that. Uh, you know, a majority of our people do use N3FJP, and I will put okay. it up there now that uh, he just wrote us back this morning saying, hey, by the way, make sure you let all your people know that you go out and download the latest uh, N3FJP Winter Field Day version and I don't yes. remember what version that is off the top of my head, but the one that he just updated a couple of days ago uh, has the new Canada section that changed as of January 1st. So that section will not be in the older formats and only in the latest version of N3FJP. So if you're using N3FJP out there as your winter field day format for logging, uh, that's great. It is probably 60 to 70% of our majority of our users that do use that uh, mm -hmm. overall. But we make sure you go ahead and get the latest version. Download that before your winter field day uh, site, and so you can be prepped and ready to go. and And it'll have you know MX in there. So don't think you can just go use your last year's version. Uh, go ahead and get the update. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and Scott's got it all ready for us. So uh, definitely get that done. Right, and that and that's what we use. That my my club, my uh, my haphazard club, <laughs> KN Five TR. That we uh, the only thing we do is we have a we have an annual meeting twice a year, I think, so a semi annual meeting, and we do field day and winter field day. That's pretty much all we do. So we're trying right. to we're trying to kind of ramp that up a little bit. But um, 
but that's what we use. We bought a license for N3FJP a, a few years back. We bought the entire license kit, and he has different different uh, passwords for all the different templates and whatnot. But it's a free upgrade every time that uh, when something new changes, he writes a new uh, format and whatnot. N3FJP is beautiful because it's uh, it has that an, an actual M1MM is great. It's probably my favorite logging program is M1MM, but it does but it has mostly contest logging formats. I'm not last time I checked, it did not have Winter Field Day. Unless that's changed, but um, a lot of people use it. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of people just use the generic DX one, but but hammers and N3FJP have an actual winter field day template that that you can choose the correct uh, indoor outdoor category you're in. You can choose the the correct section that you're in, and and it has the correct fields to put in for the correct exchange that you want to make during winter field day. So just makes it a little bit easier in my opinion. But uh, N3FJP is great. That's what we use. Yeah, I see in the chat there, uh, someone said, yep, they checked with hammers. It does have a winter field day. I just right. don't know if uh, they didn't check to see if it actually has the the uh, Cabrilla format export. Uh, Correct. That's what, so that's what we're just, I just saw your, yeah. I was looking at the chat there, seeing a little bit, it's like, yeah, yeah, we know it's there. It's just now it's got it outports the right uh, file format or not. So Correct. Yeah. That's I'll have to check with the, I'll have to check with them on that because I, I was thinking, uh, I could be wrong though. I could be thinking about something else, but that's fine. Okay. Good. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So, uh, so when you, you, you guys mentioned yesterday, I think in that email that um, you're asking people to go out to the website and register the location they're operating from. Am I saying that correctly? Correct. So um, we have our main. Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, I'm just because uh, I'm I'm so excited about the uh, the website. There's so many things that we've been doing with it, and yeah, uh, and you looked at the website a couple of years ago. It's night and day different. Um, but not only that, on the uh, the website changes on our map, uh, we're giving more and more resources to clubs and individuals. So. Jason, say you're going out and you're going to set up a uh, winter field day site. You can put your location on our map. It will put a pin showing that you're going to be there. Now, if you're going to be operating from home, obviously you're not going to want any visitors knocking on your door saying, hey, right. I'm here for the winter field day site. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have public and private sites on there. You can see the two different colors of pins. Uh, I think blue is public and uh, purple is private site. Okay. But if you click on one of the blue sites, uh, you can actually click on additional information. Um, so maybe it's a purple site. Maybe the purple is the public one. Uh, but there's a uh, more information that you can click. And we have given the club the opportunity to add their Facebook page, their website uh, page. They can tell what time they, uh, they're they going to set up, what time they're going to. Yeah, it says click here for more um, information. It, yeah, it looks like the blue one's public because those are the ones I'm clicking on and I'm getting club uh, call signs like this one right here in Texas Panhandle Amateur Radio Club W5WX mo categories yeah. mobile visitors welcome yes click here for more info and then the one yeah, beneath that is Plainview ARC so yeah that looks like the public one is the blue one so if you click on that for more info what we've did is we've created this back page where a club can go in there and edit and say hey um, they, they don't have much three guys in a radio but it works <laughs> uh, we have some people that are saying hey we're setting up at six uh eight o'clock uh chili's gonna be on the uh the table at six o'clock tonight you were gonna operate overnight come out and join us this is the talking frequency this is the contact uh -huh. person uh feel free to help us tear down and uh, we have some of these gotcha. clubs that are just going in and including a lot of additional information so That's if someone great. goes to our website saying hey i'm looking to come out and visit what do I need to know? 
like this is a perfect example of like where they're going to be, what the talking frequency is. Uh, this is a great, you can go to their uh, website, Facebook page, additional information. Uh, before you've never had the ability to kind of promote your individual site with winter field day. And now using our site, you can link back to your website, link back to your Facebook group, hopefully grow those, uh, get yeah. people excited and, and to know how to contact you guys. It's not just a pin on the map anymore. It's a complete dialogue of, you know, what you need to know if you're going to come visit us. That's great. Yeah, East uh, East Side Amateur Radio Service, which is a club down in Baytown, Texas, just north of Galveston. A uh, great group of guys. They've got their entire page filled out here. Well, maybe not the entire page. They got a lot of information that they filled out here. So uh, that the club call sign. Um, they don't have a link. They've got their repeater information. They run a uh, they run a uh, Yezu System Fusion Wires X room called the Texas Patriot Room, which is uh, okay. the one that I I frequent quite. Uh, not 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 daily, but they have a they have a net every Monday. I usually check into that, um, uh, and I get on there and talk to. Them. It's a pretty active group, so great group of guys down there. Um, I may or may not have they they may or may not have done a, a gun raffle last year, and I I I might have won the AR fifteen, but nice. so I I like I like <laughs> I like them a little bit extra for that. That was not rigged either. They were like they were like, there's a there's a video of them drawing my name, and they're like, oh my god, really. <laughs> That's so awesome. there's a great, great group of guys down there. So yeah, but, uh, but yeah, uh, winterfieldday.com click on, um, Oh, just go to the homepage. I was looking for it while you were talking, Michael. If you just go to the homepage and scroll down till you see the map and right. then right, right above the map, there's a big uh, purple <clears throat> button that says register your location. So if you're participating in winter field day, go take advantage of that. There's a lot of people who've done it already. There's a lot of information already up there. So we're more we than have double the amount. Exactly. Good, good. Uh, so, Marvin, you gonna say something? Yeah, we have more than doubled the amount of, of, of uh, people registering on the site, and we hope to continue to increase it over the next ten days before Winter Field Day. And uh, you know, we're looking forward to that, and we're actually using a lot of that information that when they uh, submit their log at the end, we're actually pulling from that database and trying to make sure that we're comparing all that so it's accurate uh, information. Uh, to help them with the log submission and stuff along the way too, uh, and, and that's all being compared in other databases and, and whatnot. So it, it's going to be very helpful uh, on the back end when they go to submit their stuff at contest.com uh, on our link. And then just know that the people are asking, like, "Well, where's my link to submit my log?" Uh, well, that's going to turn on at midnight Saturday night uh, of, of Winter Field Day, and then it will turn off automatically on March first, and so. Anybody who oh. logs on Saturday and they say, "Hey, you know what? Ten o'clock at night, I'm done." They can they can uh, you know come Sunday morning when they wake up again. They can go gotcha. submit their log, and it can be right there, be ready to go. And, gotcha. Uh, you know, there'll sense. be some questions they'll have to answer on the contest site that will help us with our database and our numbers down the road as well. Um, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of people probably just want to operate on and don't want to get up on Sunday or have plans or something like that. It's a good idea. It's a good idea to do it that way. So, so, I don't think to that. No, but just to address what Tank was asking about the uh, the same band, same mode. Yeah, that's what I was going to pull up next. You might elaborate on that question a little bit, but uh, basically it's one contact per call sign on each band. So, you know, I'm contacting right. Jason on 20 meters. Um, and then I do it again, you know, 15 min minutes later. Um, that does not count as an extra um, point 
field day. Uh, but if I wanted to say, you know, hey, Jason, you know, let's go check out Digital and, and or go to CW, I could contact him Digital, CW, and Sideband on the mm-hmm. same uh, band on 20 meter, and that would be three points. So right. I'm not sure if that answers your question exactly, Tank, but hopefully it, it clarifies it um, as far as that goes. They, they right, are yeah. Off, um, if, if, yeah. If, you, if you zoom in, the pins get a little bit closer as you zoom in, but uh, mm-hmm. when you look, uh, they'll look like they're slightly off. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. Yeah, uh, and, and, and the, the same band and mode thing, that's that's true for regular field day as well. So, uh, ARRL field day in, in the summer, that's the same band. Uh, you can't, once you make contact with one station on sideband on 20 meters, you're done for the weekend. That's one contact, that's it. You can contact them 100 times and put them in your log, but it's not going to count for any points. So, so website for map listed. John, I just shared that in the chat. If you scroll up, I'll share it again, though. I, th- I think we've had some people join us. Uh, in the last few minutes. So, uh, John, that's for you right there. Again, go to winterfieldday.com, which is what I just linked. Scroll down until you see the map. Uh, let me I'll pull that back up here. So this is the main website right here. Scroll down here and t- just on the main page until you see location map and then zoom in. And we got some people over in Europe, it looks like. Uh, Europe, South, uh, South America, or I'm sorry, Africa. There's, one, there's a pin there in Egypt. Saudi Arabia in the Middle East, France, India. Looks like Pakistan or somewhere near there. I can't tell that pins. I'm zoomed kind of far out. A but you know, of those might just be they forgot to put the minus, you know, 86 <laughs> or something in there. So they end up over there instead of North America. Uh, we'll have to go just compare those real quick and see where they're. Yeah. Going. Oh, I love check. to check, Marvin. Those are all actually DX entities. So. Uh, we're well, going to have very go. widespread, very widespread uh, participation this year. Uh, th- th- we have about a half a dozen uh, uh, European uh, uh, operators who are going to join us on the Winterfield Day. Uh, mentioning the DX stations, I will also mention that the new Winterfield Day um, rules have uh, Mexico stations as MX. So if you do contact a station down in uh, Mexico, anywhere within the uh, continent of, or continent, anywhere within the states of Mexico, uh, that's going to be a uh, MX in your uh, log. Uh, anything outside of North America is going to be DX. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, um, you have all the rack and the ARRL stations as well. Make sure you know what ARRL um, uh, section you're in. Section, right. Uh, yeah, we were going through the uh, log uh, just a couple of days ago, and there's so many people who are like um, A8. There's no A8 ARL section. A8? Um, so... That's not even a state abbreviation. What the heck is that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, we, we haven't figured yeah, it out. There's probably three traded rack sections. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Digital Rancher, who's a common uh, um, viewer, uh, he's asking that would be five points total if you contact. One person on the same band on all three modes because is digital still worth two points? CW digital and CW, yeah. Two points, yeah. Two points for digital, two points for CW, and one point for sideband. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, having the um, the rules in front of me, I believe it is. Yeah, that sounds right. And digital does not include FT8. I'm sad to say. Uh, you, you, I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I am. Yeah, because we do FT8 on. Well, but at least if you want to do a Q, okay, we can talk about this later. We don't have to get on that. This is this is how our board meetings go. 
so if you so AWRL field day allows FT8 now. But if you don't want to do FT8 because it's just one and done, then do GS8 call. Say, hey, do a GS8 call, and it's on a different frequency, and you can actually have a QSO with someone. So anyway, we can talk about that later. But yeah, I, yeah I'm kind of— I won't mention anything. Hey, you brought it up, so I'm going to mention it. I did, I did. I, yeah, I brought it up. Yeah, that's, that's my fault. <laughs> not, not that it would ever, ever happen, because I'll just tell you right now, it's not going to happen. But uh, if it did, it would go down to like 0.25 of a point. So you'd have to make four contacts to even get one point for it. Because it's just too easy to—you don't even have to be in front of your computer— so it wouldn't be worth any points if uh, we ever did include it. But the reason it's left out is because, and, and I've used this analogy a lot of people, um, we, we can use it with the hurricanes, we can use it with the um, uh, floods and stuff like that. But if you actually had to send, you know, two people stranded on roof, GPS coordinates, send help, you're never going to do that with FTA. Mm. So although it's a legitimate band, it's a legitimate digital mode, uh, and, and you learn a lot while doing it, we encourage you to take those skills that you learned doing that and actually apply it to a different mode where you actually could communicate and say, hey, uh, SOS, the boat's going down. Uh, this is my last location. You know, uh, send the Coast Guard. You can't do that on FTA. I'm sorry. JSA call. Yeah. JSA calls so, are JSA call. So, yeah. Uh, we we yep. encourage you to use some of those other uh, digital modes to uh, get that message through. It's um, good. It's good to keep the other digital modes alive too. You know, people were asking about RIDI. Yes, it includes RIDI. I believe it includes JT65 and PSK31 as well. Uh, FL Digi. I, I, FL, yeah. Well, FL Digi is a program. True. That's, yeah, but that, you can yeah. do messaging on there and stuff. So. Yes. Yeah, you can. Yeah. 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 I think it includes everything except for the FT8, FT4, and JSSET call. So I, I, I would like to change JSSET call for that. Uh, but that's you know again. Uh, um yeah we can we can get to that later so uh somebody asked something where was okay so the de uh uh soul studio sorry I, I missed that for a second he's asking for the dates we didn't really say what the dates were but it's winterfield day is the last weekend in january so it's a week from this saturday and for us in Texas, we're in Central uh, Central Standard Time, UTC minus 6. It starts at 1 p.m. Right. So it's And it runs for 24 hours. So so it starts at, uh, I guess, what would that be? Um, 1800 UTC? 1800 UTC, yeah. It starts yep. at 1800 UTC and on Saturday and runs until 1800 UTC on Sunday. Actually, so, it runs till is it 17 or 18? It's 1859, right, Mike? On Sunday night, seventeen, yeah, seventeen, yeah, fifteen, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. I can't yeah. remember. I didn't remember if we included that hour of six o'clock or not there, but yeah, it's the twenty. It's January twenty eighth and 29th mm -hmm. is the uh, dates of the field day. So, good. Yep. Um, awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, not so much, Frank, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Chris, um, I, I'll make a comment on what you just said there, uh, Chris, about, uh, the difference between, you know, uh, contact for points and, uh, a contact for actually getting a message out because we're trying to, uh, you know, as the new board taking over Winterfield Day, and this is the first year that we're sponsoring it, um, the Winterfield mm -hmm. Day Association from Tennessee is sponsoring it. Uh, you've noticed a lot of changes. 
But uh, we've taken the word contest out of absolutely everything. Um, I don't mention it. In fact, if you look at the objective for this year compared to the objective last year, uh, last year it was to set up a, uh, a field station and make as many contacts as possible. Uh, this year, the objective is um, completely different. Uh, making as many contacts as possible is not in there. Uh, it's setting up a field station and successfully um, making a contact. You, you, we're trying to get away from, hey, it's about the point. You know, you want to contact as many people as possible. We want you and encourage you to say, you know, hey, what's the temperature down there in Texas? Uh, what'd you guys set up? You know, hey, Jason, do you have that hex team up again this year that you're operating off of? Uh, you know, there are going to be people that are going to get on there and just fly, you know, fly through things, trying to collect the points as much as possible. But, uh, you know, feel free to have a conversation and, and test out your equipment. Ask, you know, for actual um, signal reports if you want to and, and have a conversation because it's more about being able to talk to each other, carry on the conversation and reliable, reliably um, collect the data and, and get the data. So if someone gives you your call sign, if it takes you four or five times to get that call sign right, you know, feel free to take the time that it takes to do that. Um, so, yeah, there's a difference between the contests that have points and, you know, winter field day that we kind of want it to be a uh, emergency communication exercise. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to kind of move more and more towards that with, you know, more objective not just turn on your radio and make contact. Yeah, uh, maybe we should uh, maybe we should schedule another live stream uh, for a discussion on the difference between uh, contest and non-contest because field day is not a contest, and it's really kind of not. But you're still keeping points. I'm talking about field day, like AWRO field day. Yeah. Okay, so they always say field day is not a contest. Yeah, it's not. It's not a contest. It's not like the North American QSO party or any QSO party, that kind of thing. But you are keeping points, so it kind of is and it's kind of not. I love the guys that get on, uh, we get on POTA and do seven, uh, get on 17 meters and do POTA. And the guys that come on there and they start crying, hey, there's no contesting on the work bands. I'm like, great, good to know. CQ POTA, because I'm not, because POTA's not a contest, you dumbass. So, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, so it, that, that would be a really good topic of discussion later on. But I can't help, and we don't need to get off on a tangent here, but this is just how my mind works. I can't help but think that if you're going, if you're really in an emergency and you really need to contact someone, you could get into FT8 and you could say, send help, grid square, blah, blah, blah. And put that message in there and get that message out because it's a low noise mode and it has more chance of getting out than anything else. Or just learn CW. Just here's the solution to everything. Learn CW and shut up. Learn C- In fact, I'll make a video that says that's the title of it. Learn CW and shut up. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's, they're, they're fun discussions to have, whether you agree with whatever and uh, whichever side of it. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that we're all even on, you know, us three being board members, we're always in necessarily on all the agreement everything but oh yeah it's good to have a discussion and and you know we we try and we want to continue to welcome change and we're kind of hoping that the winter field day now is kind of being catered to uh a younger crowd and and, and being uh drawing in more people uh because we're you know putting in things uh that are you know hopefully people are like like creating new challenges and and trying to put in some, you know, get our page to look more, more our website to be more modernized and be able to be easier right. to read and, and get into. 
and, and find things that are helpful. Uh, one of the things that were, Michael, did you get a hold of Andrew and talk to him about this? I guess we haven't, me and you haven't uh, synced this morning, but we're, we have a spotting page on the winter field day site that we're, it's kind of in a beta testing, but we're really hoping to get that pushed out this year that we can start to use and um, be able to play with that a little bit. So uh, Mike, I guess just we'll ask you here on the live stream. Uh, uh, is, is that something Andrew was able to get out or not? Yeah. So we have a uh, couple new things for um, this year is we have the, uh, the discord group. Uh, so, you know, all of you guys uh, watching, if you're a part of discord, go to our website, upper right hand corner, you can go into the Discord group um, and uh, be a part of that. So in that group, we have a beta tester so that we can go in and beta test some of these things this year before we push them out to people next year. Now, uh, the rules state that there's no um, pre-solicited QSOs. I can't be, hey, Jason, you know, at 2 o'clock, let's meet at this frequency and, and see if we can make a contact. Uh, but if during winter field day, I contact Jason. I said, hey, Jason, let's go down to 40 and see if we can make a contact down there. That's valid because in a real emergency situation, they may say, hey, contact them on this frequency, then go to this frequency and contact this person. So you're going to have to be bouncing back and forth. That's valid. I mean, yes. So uh, the spawning page is just kind of a, a really neat, um, not really a leaderboard, but it's someplace where you can go and be like, oh, wow, look at all these people who are participating today in the contest that will bring up the, uh, the map and, uh, will allow you to, you know, see where other people are operating as well. So that's kind of a cool thing on the other uh, spotting mm -hmm. page. Uh, I did have, I think it was Chris that asked the question about is registration, the required. registration. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. And absolutely. No, it's not. Um, okay. you don't have to, uh, pre-register on our map or anything like that. We do encourage you to submit a log because we use the logs and we use the soapbox comments stuff like that to figure out, you know, what we're doing wrong, what people enjoyed, what we should improve on. Um, but it's not a requirement at all. Okay. Yeah, and firearm uh, N0WHA isn't spotting against the rules, and I didn't think it was, but that's what you were just talking about, right? Yeah, so we, we kind of changed it a, a little bit because I'm not saying we're catering to the photo people, <laughs> but <laughs> there's, a lot of those, there's a lot of those darn parks on the air people that like to um, go out and operate on park. Well, if someone else spots you, you have absolutely no control over that. Right. So if I hear right. Jason in a park and I, I right. spot him on the park, you know, there, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. Uh -huh. uh, and, and if you're out in the park beginning your activation, you may end up spotting yourself to, you know, get the ball rolling. So in that, um, uh, I believe how it states is, you know, as long as it's a, um, that there's some spotting allowed to an extent. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not pre-solicited QSOs. Um, you can use a uh, WinLink. Uh, we encourage you to use WinLink to uh, mm -hmm. send messages and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I, if during the event I could email Jason via WinLink and be like, hey, Jason, uh, can you hear us up here in Tennessee? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to read through the rules carefully. There are, you know, some little minor changes like that. And, again, we're not the winter field day police at all. We're not going to show up to your house and be like, you did this wrong. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the rules are standard guidelines. Uh, they're, they're not there to be broken, but they're there to offer guidance as to what we expect and what we hope to uh, achieve and accomplish. Yeah. 
I I've always I've always thought the uh, the no spotting thing was kind of weird uh, places that didn't allow spotting because assuming that and yeah like you said you're not the Winterfield Day Police and and for most contests there's not there's not really a policing of there's not no one coming by your station and making sure you're doing it right it's mm-hmm. all basically on the honor system and if you cheat on something then that just then then you know you've cheated and you know you haven't won and you know you haven't completed the cycle and that's on you but the spotting thing i always thought that the the places that don't allow spotting i always thought was a little bit strange because if i spot you and i say hey marvin's out here michael's out here here's the frequency and someone goes out there and listens to that frequency if they can't hear you or if they do hear you and they reach out to you and you can't hear them you're not going to make a contact. If you can hear each other and make the contact, then who cares how you got there? You're still right. making that contact over the air. Your your station, your your transmitting and receiving station on both ends is still doing exactly what it's supposed to do. So you're making. So who cares how you? Whether you're scanning the band, looking at a spotter page, getting text messages, using Ham Alert, uh, who cares? You're still having to make that contact over the air to get a valid QSO in your logbook assuming you're doing it correctly. And if you're not doing that correctly, then you're probably cheating in other places too. And again, you're only cheating yourself. You're only cheating yourself if you do that. But I, I've never understood the places that say, no, no spotting's not allowed. Because really, who cares? But that's my opinion. That's my opinion. So. No, you're, you're spot on. I think you're spot on with it. Yeah. Yeah, any valid Aries group, uh, um, ELC, anything like that, um, they're, they're going to have pre-designated frequencies. Like if you want to talk on the Marine Net, if you're an HF operator, you know the Marine Net is 14300. Um, yeah. So, you know, whether it's a pre-designated, you're going there, or you know to go there. Like I said, if you know someone's on that frequency, you go to that frequency and you talk to them. If you can't hear them, you can't talk to them. I, right. I kind of agree with what you were saying, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically it. So, I mean, I yeah, that's just been something I always thought was a little bit strange because he's like spotter, no spotter, like who cares? So, <laughs> but that's Liberty that's Cave said so, that uh, spotting is pre-planning. Um, I, I, spotting is not really pre-planning at all. I mean, it, you're doing that the day of. You're not going to be able to re, pre-do that. Um, but if you've reached out to, you know, if I've reached out to you ahead of time and said, hey. At two o'clock on Saturday afternoon of winter field day, we're going to, you know, connect on 7.200. And then if that doesn't work five minutes later, we'll go to 7. Uh, you know, two, three, five. Now we've done a, a pre-planning and, and that's, that's what's not allowed. But as long mm-hmm. as you're, you know, looking at a webpage that day and you're finding other WFD stations out there and, mm-hmm. you know, if you're using our station, our, our site, or if you're using like DX cluster, uh, you know, so be it then. Uh, I'm I'm good with that, but uh, definitely don't agree with it being pre-planned. Uh, that's that's very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depends on what he means by pre-planning. But I mean, it's I, I I there's so many times where I go out and activate. I'll 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 put something about. I say, hey, I'm going to go activate POTA today. I'll put it in my Discord. I'll put it on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I'm going to go activate POTA. Here's the park I'm going to. I'm going down there about 2 o'clock this afternoon so you guys listen. And invariably, someone comes along and says, oh, what frequency are you going to be on? I have no idea because I don't know who else is out there right now. I don't have a – I can't reserve a frequency. And you net guys – I don't want to use profanity on my live stream, but you net guys – Pull your thumbs out of your butts about this is my frequency. We've been having a net on this frequency one o'clock every day for the last ten years. Good for you. You still don't own the frequency. So, but it, yeah, that that bugs me. You can't you can't reserve a frequency. You can be courteous, 
You can be courteous to your fellow ham. And if they ask you nicely to move, you can do that. Right. But, and you should do that. You should be courteous to your fellow ham. But I can't go out there and reserve a frequency and say, hey, I'm going to be on 7.240 at 2 o'clock this afternoon. You guys come hunt me on POTA. You know, so you got to you got to trail around. But that's that's a good thing that the the POTA spotter page is good for that so that you can see where I actually landed. Oh, for uh, sure. Jason, I, I want to offer some uh, encouragement to this uh, new general there. Um, I saw he made the comment. Uh, is this going to be good for a new general on HF? Absolutely. And uh, I, I think winter field day is an excellent opportunity to get your feet mm -hmm. wet on HF. Um, mm -hmm. There are other things like, you know, summer field day where it's just straight, you know, and I say balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. no, that no, not, that's fine. It's just like you, you hammer down and you have to make all these contacts so quickly. Um, it, it can be a little overwhelming. Uh, winter field day is a little bit more toned down, uh, a little bit more scaled back. Um, you can actually have those conversations if you want to have those conversations. So mm -hmm. uh, don't be afraid to exchange. It's real easy. If I'm contacting Jason, it's just, you know, KC5HWD, uh, this is W4OPS. I'm one person operating outside. I'm one Oscar. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in the in the state of Tennessee, it's 78 degrees here. You know, mm -hmm. yep. it, it's very easy exchange to do, um, and you can copy that exchange back down and, and put it in your log. So, yep. if you're nervous about doing it, um, you, you should just get on there and try it because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you make 10 contacts, 20, or 100 contacts. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that you can go set up somewhere and make a contact is a success. Agreed. Yep. Nope. Yeah, and the first, after I got I got gen, my general license a few years ago, and this was before winter field day was a thing, or maybe right around that time that it started. I don't remember. But um, the first time I ever got on HF was at field day. Was it summer field day? Cool. And I went with the went, went with a club, the local club uh, here near me, and they were very helpful to show me how to do stuff and how to do this and how to do that. And I'm just, that was my first experience with, with HF and I loved, I've loved it ever since. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Winterfield day is an excellent time to get on HF for the first time. Yeah, so Richard, said his, Richard said his first event was uh Winterfield day in 2014. And mm -hmm. uh, we get those comments. We're like, Hey, you know, we've been doing this for the last 10 years. And that's kind yeah. of one of the reasons why we took over is people are just like, you know, they want to see the Winterfield day program continue. Uh, so, yeah. you know, we're, we can see us doing it for the next 10 years easily. Uh, it's going to be around for a long time to come. Uh, there was another person that said uh, uh, it's an income uh, emergency exercise first, and then it was a uh, point second. And uh, you're absolutely uh, correct on that, too. So mm -hmm. it's all about um, getting the experience first and putting yourself in a, a subpar situation where yep. – Jason doesn't have it bad, but the people in Minnesota where it's negative 15, um, you yeah. know, it's a little more challenging for them. Yeah, I was on W5KUB stream one time. They were talking about how they love Winterfield Day because Summerfield Day was so pleasant and so nice outside. And I'm like, bring your butts to Texas in <laughs> June and let's try some field day when your radio's overheating. You know, let's try some real field day, you guys up in the north. Have, have eight, 75 degrees at, on the end of June. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other thing we had a club the other day asked us about, you know, kind of Michael mentioned a minute ago, what makes a field day successful? And I said, well, there's really nothing you can define, but it's like the fact that you can go out and you want to establish a higher contacts. You want to make a wind link connection. You want to try GSA for the first time. You want to try and set up APRS. 
uh, you want to make, you know, take a KM4 ACK uh, ATRS challenge, uh, you know, through Winlink. Uh, saw that a couple things like that i mean if you can go out and establish that those objectives and Mm -hmm. and and that's what you've never done before then and you can successfully accomplish them then you've had a successful field day at this point uh you know and and you you can feel good about that um you know versus just saying well you know i i i I placed third because i only made you know nine thousand points instead of you know 13 you know the winner had that's not the getting out the point. It's the fact that you can go out and do these other modes, other other, other objectives. Uh, were you able to use battery power as a generator? Uh, were you able to successfully last, uh, you know, for 24 hours on your battery operation using a solar panel? And those, those sort of things are all the things that, uh, you know, you want to try and make those are your objectives list that, that makes you successful uh, and, and really prepares you to be a better operator in the true time of emergency. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Right, so a couple things uh, before we run out of time here, because uh, our time's winding down. But I, uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, Dan in South Dakota, um, a, a G90. I don't think it's too underpowered. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, parts on the air people use um, low-powered QRP radios all the time. Um, when you submit your um, Cabrillo log, there's a low-power and high-powered category in there. But uh, I think the G90 can handle it. Uh, there was another gentleman who uh, I think he was joking. He's like, as long as we can beat the uh, the Cowtown, uh, <laughs> um, Cowtown Amateur so, Radio Club, yeah, yeah they're so down here me, near me. I, I want to uh, put this out there because it's something I just finished up the documentation on. Uh, we just put it on Facebook the other day. Um, so make sure you're on our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, do the Discord. Uh, lots of information about it. Uh, I just sent out an email. Uh, to everyone who submitted the log last year should have gotten an email saying, hey, join us again. But the uh, the club, there are coinciding with Winterfield Day. Winterfield Day is over here, right? We have a Winterfield Day event. And we're ranking you based on, you know, how many points you got for Winterfield Day. Going alongside that over here is a 2023 club challenge. It's kind of evolved from the uh, club aggregate scoring um, because of the COVID rules and all that, but it's separate, even though it runs side by side at the same time. Mm -hmm. So if um, Marvin is out operating with his club, which is going to be K4 Fun, they're going to be in Tennessee. Make sure you get that call fund in your log, K4 Fun. That's kind of cool. If he's going to be out there operating with uh, K4 Fun in their club, and uh, I'm going to be at home operating as uh, 1H because I just like to be able to go downstairs and, you know, grab something out of the fridge if I need to. Uh, I will have a ranking on the winter field day results as W4 OPS. Mm-hmm. He will have a ranking on the results as K4 Fun. Now, he may be, K4 Fun may be the 90th, uh, you know, spot down, but in the club challenge, we're going to take my log, combine it with the club's log, and tally those together for the club challenge. So I may be, you know, our club may be in the top 10. If we have 200, 300 people at home uh, operating in that club challenge, uh, we, we could be in the top 10 for the club challenge, even though K4 Fun during the winter field day event was only in the top 100. So I hope that's clear as mud. They're two separate things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a club challenge. So even if you don't want to get out with your club, if you really don't like the people that you're in a club with and you want to stay home and do this, or if they're going to go set up in a park and you'd rather go, you know, set up someplace else, uh, your logs do matter.
help your club rank higher in the club challenge. And uh, we may have some things coming out uh, in the future for the club challenge, like, you know, a top 10 certificate or maybe a, a first place, um, you know, something for the um, club challenge portion of it. But for um, winter field day, there will be actually two separate ranks. So even if your club's participating, make sure if you're at home, you fill out a log and submit your log as well. Mm -hmm. um, because um, we want to get those individually, and mm -hmm. we want to get them combined with the club. Mm -hmm. Right. All right, I've got a couple of questions left, and then we're going to wrap this up, guys. So, okay, if you're operating from a cargo trailer, the rules say that a mobile stationary, but there doesn't appear to be bonus points for that. Only mobile roving. Is that an there accurate description? No yeah. Uh, if you're in a cargo trailer, you go park in a park, you can put a 60-foot pen up in a tree. You can put up a hex beam, can't you, Jason? Yep, uh, you can sure can. Sure can. In a car driving around. So if you're in a car driving around, we give you a few extra points to make up for that. Um, but if you're in a, um, whether you're outside or in a cargo trailer or EOC, even at home, you have the ability to have the uh, antenna bonus points. If you go set up yeah. an external antenna dedicated for field day, you do get the antenna bonus points. There you go. Okay. All right. And the la last question we're going to take, does Winterfield Day have a transmit power rule? 100 there, watts. Are, are, we, are we at 100 watts? I couldn't remember that myself. Okay. Yep. We're at 100 okay. watts. Yep. 100 watts. So everybody's 100 watts, just like the North American CUSO party makes a playing field level-ish. So those of you who are on a G90, maybe not, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, but there is a low power mode. So that's cool too. Um, I, I will so. mention this because it's interesting when you talk about, um, you know, it, it gets brought up in contests and I think that, uh, Summerfield Day is a hundred watts too now, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think but in the uh, world of MCOM, even though we, uh, encourage people to get out and operate in the field because you may be deployed to a, a church, a hospital, a school, a community center, or something like that. Uh, the home stations do play a very important role in relaying information and uh, the uh, traffic radio management, the national traffic system. Uh, home stations with those big beams do play a very important part of that. So even though you may be at a church communicating, you know, even locally or uh, if you're a little bit more isolated or something like that, you may be contacting a home station in a different state that relays that information back to your state at a higher level. Mm -hmm. So home stations and higher power um, stations do play a role, but mm -hmm. we try and, like you said, even the playing field, and uh, we, we encourage um, people to get out. I think it used to be that home stations couldn't contact other home stations. Like they had to uh, contact um, – you know, other stations that were actually in the field calling CQ. Uh, I, I don't know where or how that... Yeah, happened, there used to be something stuff. weird about that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, home stations couldn't work each other or something like that. Yeah, um, and then they yeah. changed that, and it's like, okay, well, why, why leave the house now? I can do it right, right here. Right, Yeah, well, I think they changed that during COVID when nobody could go anywhere. So, yeah, yeah. so, but, but, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So, okay. Well, Marvin and Michael, I want to thank you guys for your time today. Um, again, go, I will put all the links uh, for those of you on Team Replay and want to watch this later. I'll put all the links in the description for everything we talked about today. Long story short, the website is winterfieldday.com. Scroll down on the front page and find the map. Put a drop pin. Register your club or yourself for working um, for where you're going to be 
working winter field day with your call sign. You don't have to do that, but it is helpful if you do. And um, hopefully uh, hopefully get to see a lot of you guys on the air uh, this week, or not this weekend, but next weekend. So I will be driving back from Arizona myself and uh, looking forward to doing some mobile roving for winter field day. You know, Jason, you made that comment that you're uh, probably not going to go out there every year, but as a person who went to Quartzsite two years in a row, it is so addictive. I'm so heartbroken, well, and I cannot go out there again this year, man. I'd love to go out there and see everyone, and yeah. just like a big old family reunion. I mean, maybe next year, you know, because I'm not getting there till Monday, and a lot of the the event officially starts on Sunday. It officially goes from Sunday to Saturday, and I know a lot of people who are getting there like even as early as like Friday night because it's in the middle oh, of yeah. nowhere. Nobody cares. So I'm like, well, maybe next year I can go out a couple days earlier and then just leave on, like, Wednesday if I go back. Or the next time I go back, maybe I'll just leave on, like, Wednesday and take a couple days to get home and get back to the hunting lease on Friday. There you and go. Set, set up Because I already have the camper with me. Set up the camper there, and then we can do winter field day that weekend. So that's something to maybe consider for the future. So You know, if you got enough people together, you could go out to uh, um, Arizona, do the uh, the court site, and then do a big winter field day out there. You can sell a big old bonfire and beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's true also. Yeah, that's true also. That'd be something to, to consider. Just do winter field day from that location. So Yeah, uh, real quick, I do want to address, I saw a thing in the question there. Someone asked about satellites. Yes, there is a bonus point for obtaining a satellite connection um, during uh, winter field day. So uh, just okay. go, out to, go out to winterfieldday.com, scroll down the page till you see rules, and yeah. then you'll click on that and get the uh, get all the rules right there. And they'll, they'll, they'll talk about all the, the bonus points that are available and what what we are are and are, are not allowing uh, at that point. So uh, just go out to that Winterfield Day site. You should explain everything you need. If you have any questions, just reach out to us via email on that uh, contact page, and, and we'll definitely uh, answer your questions uh, directly. It'll be one of us uh, responding. So uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jason, for allowing us to come on here and talk yep. today. Yep. Thank you, guys. Appreciate uh, appreciate y'all taking the time out today. And we went for the whole hour, so y'all did just fine. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, so thanks. Done longer. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It 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 goes. Once you get into a conversation, it tends to go fast. So uh, so seventy three all. Hope to see some of you at Quartzsite next week and uh, hear you on the air Winterfield Day weekend. Uh, everyone, wave goodbye. Later, guys.